Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. If you try to make Catholicism comfortable or make sense, you're going to miss out on some of the beauty of Catholicism. Our faith is strange. Our faith is odd. It doesn't fit in categories set up by culture, world, those who hold power. We're odd, we're strange, and we're meant to be. But we're meant to be because God is a very strange God. Any of you who would have studied uh, philosophy or the ancient Greek poets things like the famous gods of Greek culture, right? They had many gods, and all of them had power issues. It was all about who was the strongest, who was the smartest, who held what power for what you need. And of course, it doesn't take long to read them to realize it was just the author projecting their own issues onto a world and calling them gods. But then there's the real God, the God we worship, the God we love, the God who literally countless of you over Lent came into the confessional and said, I'm sorry. This is the mystery that has caused things like the rings on Saturn. This is the mystery that decided there should be things like dolphins or the sound of birds or that sunsets and sunrises should be beautiful. This is the mystery that made the human beings love music and song. And by the way, we have some beautiful music and song already. All right. This is the same mystery that made us weep at certain movies, that put in our hearts a great love for all that is beautiful and a great dislike and sadness for all that is broken and off and bad in the world. This mystery didn't want to stay inaccessible, but the mystery wanted to translate itself in a way you and I could understand. And so this mystery, this being, the one beyond the stars, way up in glory, the infinite one, the philosophers called him the unmoved mover, the God of gods, becomes a human being. That's our celebration at Christmas that God translates his greatness in a way we can understand. Oh, a human being, I can hear you. I can touch you. You can touch me. And as this God, this God-man, this mystery that we call the incarnation, true God and true man, as he grew up, the church will use this phrase, he spoke with human words, he heard with human ears, he worked with human hands, and he loved with the human heart. He knew what it was like to have a job and work hard. He knew what it was like to have a mom and a dad. He knew what it was like to have friends. He knew what it was like to have high religious holidays. After all, tomorrow is Passover. And he knew it on levels we couldn't even fathom. He also knew what it was like to be lied about, betrayed, abandoned, mocked, accused, misunderstood. 
He saw all the division and brokenness of the world. He saw power-hungry politicians. He saw corrupt politicians. He saw families breaking apart. He saw men and women who wanted to pretend to be right rather than face their own brokenness and needs. He saw people who worshiped themselves and not his Father and ours, the living God. And he knew deep in his heart he was sent into this world to do something about that. And this is where he gets weird. Because he had a bunch of followers, but no weapons. He had a platform, but no fancy speech at this point in his ministry. The high point of his life we celebrate tonight as three very odd and very descending moves. Everything in our culture is bigger, faster, stronger. God is weird. It's always going to be smaller, slower, weaker. The first thing we celebrate tonight is humble service, washing of feet. God of the universe is the person who valets your car. Think about that. He decided there'd be stars, and he said, oh, can I take your car for you? Or he's the coat check man or woman. Or when you go out to, he's the one who fills the water, or the guy you barely see just busses the tables. He's the one that doesn't count in the social setting. There's those who count and there's who don't. That's the way our culture is set up. We can't be naive about that. So where's Jesus? He's the one who doesn't count the one who's ignored, who's just doing humble service. First century, the job Jesus took was for the house slave. They didn't have nice shoes like all of us have. And they walked everywhere. So their feet were gnarly, gross, covered in dirt, calluses, toes all over the place. <laughs> and Jesus is like, I'm going to wash it. That's why Peter says, says never I know who you are. You're not going to stoop to this level. He says, you don't know who I am then. I'm a God who bends down. I'm a God who descends. I'm a God who draws near to you in the places you don't even want to talk about. I draw near there and I serve you. We have a God who descends. The next mystery tonight is the Eucharist. Right? The Eucharist, right? Body, blood, soul, and divinity under the appearance of bread. Not under the appearance of lobster or wine. Not under the appearance of a filet mignon. Even though he's called the Lamb of God, not even tasty lamb. Bread. Everyone's got bread. Nothing special about bread. You don't go to someone's house and they say, hey, good news, I picked up some bread for you. <laughs> Why? Because it's unimpressive. There's nothing flashy or special. And yet Jesus says, I will remain with you forever to pour into you all my love, all my grace, all my help, all the hope, joy, and healing you need. I will give to you through the Eucharist. And it will look unimpressive to you. It will look and is vulnerable and defenseless. Because we're vulnerable and defenseless. So we pretend we're strong and we hide a lot. He says, you don't need to hide. I'm nothing special, nothing fancy. You can just bring you because I'm just giving you me. 
We have a God who descends, a God who chooses the unimpressive parts. The final mystery we celebrate is the priesthood. The priesthood is the lowest of the three. Because through the priest, Jesus decides to stay in this world for you through a very person who needs the things he gives. The very things that Father Matt, Father Dave, and I minister to all of you in, confession, the Eucharist, baptisms, we give you the word of God, we also need it. And so God descends so much into the priest that he says, my vehicle to reach all of you is going to be a very man who's just as broken as all of you and needs the same sacraments he gives. So he chooses sinful men and says, you're going to be my representatives now. I'm going to work through you in a mysterious way to perform miracles so the body of Christ can be built up. And so the priest is a man not who has fullness, but a good priest is a man who has emptiness. He does the humble service. He's unimpressive in many ways. And a really good priest for 25 years was Father Walt. I had to set all that up to call Father Walt unimpressive and it'd still be a compliment. Okay? <laughs> right? Why does everyone love Father Walt from here? Or I can go anywhere in the diocese like, oh, Father Walt, have you seen him? <laughs> yes, we talk often. I see him, yes. Why does everyone love him? Because he's not ascending. He's like God. He's descending. He personified wonderfully that he needs the very things he gives. Especially, he needs short homilies. So he says, I'm done. And then he goes, sit down. <laughs> But this is, this is the church. So what it means to follow a strange God is we're not looking for formulas. We're not looking for the five tips, tricks, and techniques to save the world. It's following our God in the next few days as he goes lower and lower into our human experience where we have needs and fears, hopes and longings, wounds and sins, and he takes it all on and he enters into all of it. So as he descends, he comes out on the other side ascending. And the message is so clear that as we follow him in the descent into our own humanities and we allow him to be to us there, to humbly serve us, to meet us in the sacraments and to nourish us, we too will die and rise. We will descend and ascend. And so the next few days is the whole gospel put into traditional rituals and prayers so that we can celebrate the strangeness of our God. We can receive his grace so that ultimately we can follow him and become strange to the world that says bigger, faster, stronger. And we say, I used to play that game and I was set free, and I now know the way. And so let us take a few moments of silence as we continue this holy night and allow God, first and foremost, to minister to our hearts so that we can join him in the great descent and ascent of not just the Christian journey, 
but really the human one. Amen.